Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Who Cares? night, I read an interesting advertisement by a tire company telling car owners how to take better care of their tires to make them last. This seemed to me to be very helpful advertising, and it suggested to me to make sure that every car owner also knows how easily he can take better care of the finish of his automobile with Johnson's Car New. Cleaning and polishing a car used to be a big job, one of those all-day or at least half-day affairs. But Car New has done away with most of that hard work. Because Carnew both cleans and polishes in one application. Two jobs at once in quick time. Carnew is a liquid polish. You massage it lightly over the car finish, let it dry, wipe it off. It cleans amazingly, brings back your car's original showroom shine. If you want added protection for that gleaming finish, if you want to save money on car washings, you can apply a coat of wax, too. But first, do a double cleaning and polishing job with Johnson's Carnew. Spelled C-A-R-N-U. Take Me Out to the Ball Game used to be a very popular song, particularly with Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista, who at this very moment is singing the old refrain to her husband as we meet River McGee and Molly. Mrs. McGee, why don't you want to take me out the ball game? It's the opening game of the season today, and I love baseball. But Molly, I called up and the park is sold out. Oh, what of it? A man of your influence? Huh? You always said you could get in any place you wanted to one way or another. Oh, I can, too. Oh, I can get in all right, but I wouldn't ask you to smuggle yourself into the ballpark in a beer truck. <laughs> oh, McGee, come on. What are you president of the Chamber of Commerce for if you can't even get tickets to a ball game? Tickets? Me go to a ball game on a ticket? Why not? If I can't get in on a pass, I won't go. <laughs> Only the common people buy tickets. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a common people, and I want to see that ball game. Oh, gee whiz, Molly. I don't quite see how McGee, I McGee, can... I'm challenging you. You are, huh? Yes, I am. Okay, you're as good as in. Where do you want to sit? Well, it doesn't matter. I stand up all the time anyway. <laughs> I can holler better that way. Now, how do we get in? Oh, I don't know. The details ain't important, but we'll be there. Don't worry. McGee, at times like this, I almost admire you. Well, how do you think I got where I am today? <laughs> If I didn't have imagination and stamina. I don't know. Where are you? Say, <laughs> and look, you better get busy now. The game's this afternoon, you know. Yeah. And I hope Zernike pitches. Who? Zernike. You know, the southpaw that Wistful Vista bought for $3,000 in a shortstop from the Akron Athenes? 
and who spent four years in the miners trying to straighten out his fast drop. <laughs> you know Zernicky. <laughs> Uh, I'm afraid I haven't followed the game as close as you, Molly. <laughs> this uh, Zernicky is pretty good, eh? Good. Why, he's a sidewinding sensation. Huh? He's got a curve that would fool a slow-motion camera, and he steals bases like the Invisible Man. He's 29 years old, and he has a batting average of 367. Born in Zanesville, Ohio, and has a small mole on his left shoulder. <laughs> what was his grandmother's maiden name? Princess Purple Prairie Dog. <laughs> she was an Indian girl. <laughs> you seem to be kind of up on your baseball, Molly. <laughs> I ought to be. I've been following baseball ever since I was old enough to throw a pop bottle. <laughs> Remember before we were married, dearie? If that's Judge Landis wanting some information, what'll I tell him? <laughs> tell him he rang the right bell. Okay. Come in. Oh, it's Mrs. Uppington. Hello, Abigail. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Miss McGee. Oh, uh, what's new, Mrs. Hughes? <laughs> well, I just stopped by to see if you could use a couple of tickets to the baseball game. I'm so busy I won't be able to go, so I thought you might use them. Oh. oh, heavenly days. Thank you, Abigail. Yeah, what did I tell you, Molly? There's a power that watches over me. Yeah. <laughs> you see, Uppy, I promised Molly I'd get her into the game today, and when you came along and give a ticket for that... Well, uh, these tickets are for Thursday's game, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Uh, what power is watching over you today? <laughs> Think fast, Mastermind. I'll go under my own power today. <laughs> Why can't you go to the game, Abigail? Oh, nice club work, you know, Mrs. McGee. We have a guest for luncheon today who is going to talk to us about China. Oh, that ought to be interesting. Oh, sure. Fascinating. How you gals can sit there, Uppy, and listen to a lot of verbal about how to paint forget-me-nots on cups and saucers when there's so much going on in the world today well, is beyond... please, Mr. McGee. Huh? As usual, you have taken a running jump to an incorrect conclusion. <laughs> Our guest is not speaking about cups and saucers. Oh. He represents the United China Relief, for which our organization is helping to raise a very necessary $7 million fund. Hmm. You'd better blush, McGee. Oh, I'm not sorry, Uppy. <laughs> Well, I've got my neck out. Would you mind looking to see if I need a haircut? Uh, you do. Thanks. Say, what about this United China relief, Abigail? Well, Mrs. McGee, China didn't want this war any more than we did. No. It was forced upon both of us. America and China are fighting the same gangster nations for the same ideals. Peace and honor and personal freedom. But China has been fighting our fight for five years, and now they need help. They need $7 million urgently for civilian morale, medical and food supplies. And I think it's up to us to help by subscribing generously to the United China Relief. We owe it to them, as we owe certain things to Japan, and I think they will both be paid. Now, don't you feel just a little sheepish, dearie? I sure do. If I felt any more sheepish, I'd rent myself out to jump over fences for people with insomnia. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know she was doing such good work. Indeed she is. She's doing a lot. You know, she gives five days a week to the Red Cross, one day to canteen work, and she's bought $40,000 worth of United States War Savings Bonds. Mm. I think I felt proud when I turned in that old toothpaste tube last night. <laughs> Well, it just goes to show one never can tell from where one sits how wrinkled one's pants are going to look when one stands up. 
Yes, you sit on the Davenport, and I'll sit in the big chair here. I like to sit here because the ashtray is... No, I, I don't mean where we're going to sit here. I mean out of the ballroom. Huh? Oh, oh, yes, the ballroom. Well, there's no rush. We've still got two hours, and we can get there in 20 minutes. Yeah, but it may take us an hour to find a hole in the fence. <laughs> what do you mean, a hole in the fence? I says I'd get you into the ball game, and by the 40 flutes of the Philadelphia Philharmonic, I'll get you into the ball game. Now, just take it easy, Molly. I'm not... Come in. Hello there, kids. I brought you something. <laughs> Much obliged, old-timer, but what is it? Sack of alfalfa. Huh? Mr. Lillian's baby. <laughs> I didn't think he'd want a rat or a silver cup with his initials, huh? So I'll bring him this. Well, thank you, Mr. Old-timer. This is very thoughtful of you. How's the kid doing? Well, it's going to be a fine horse when he grows up. <laughs> Might make a racehorse out of it. Good for you, Johnny. Leave me alone, I'll help you train. Oh, do you know something about training racehorses, Mr. Oldtimer? Do either of you kids? No. No? Yes, sir, I sure do. <laughs> you know that all the big racehorses have a mascot that lives in the stable with them, a dog or a cat or goat or rooster or something? Oh, yes, I've heard that. Well, I was a mascot for a horse named Chester's Baby down in Louisville. Lived right there in the stable with him. Hmm. How'd you ever get a job like that? Well, I was just a stable boy at first, Johnny. Yeah. Then the owner seen he needed a mascot, so he told the trainer, grab that old goat over there and put him in the store. <laughs> the trainer was nearsighted and grabbed me. <laughs> That's your mistake. I wore the beard then. <laughs> Quite a career, Mr. Oldtimer. Roommate for a racehorse, huh? We were more than roommates, daughter. We were sidekicks. <laughs> He'd kick me in the back and I'd kick him in the side. <laughs> Learned these hay, old timer? Nope. Two kickers eat it in a bunch and one sort of time don't give enough nourishment. <laughs> I'm like you, Johnny. I stick to the old corn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> call me if you need a good trainer. <laughs> Dearie, uh, did you go out and feed Lillian and her baby? Sure, and you know what? That colt understands Chinese. Go on. Yeah. What are you talking about? That horse is as American as baked beans. I don't care. He knows Chinese. I was trying to think of a good name for him this morning, so I thought I'd try a few. And the one that got the best reaction was going to be the name. And what was the name? Well, sir, I tried Alfred and Homer and William and Bert and Paul and Cecil and Leonard and Sidney and all stuff like that there. So I was a little horse myself. <laughs> And all they'd do is Lillian would look at the colt, and the colt would look at Lillian, and they'd kind of shake their heads. So I got disgusted and says, ah, phooey. And they both started squealing. <laughs> I tell you, that horse is Chinese. Oh, <laughs> Well, this isn't getting us to the ball game now. Don't forget your promise you take. Hello, folks. Mind shooting? Oh, not a bit, Mr. Wilcox, not a bit. No, I was just getting ready to take Molly to the ball game. Oh, are you a fan, Molly? Well, <laughs> yes, in a way, Mr. Wilcox. In a way? <laughs> Say, I'll bet she could tell you who the leading pitcher was in 1905. What lead? American. Rue Bardell, Athletics, 127, lost 10. <laughs> See? Why, that's wonderful, Molly. You know, I used to play a little baseball myself. Did you really, Miss Wilcox? Uh, what did you bat? Right-handed. <laughs> he means your batting average, Wilcox. See, even I know that. Oh, well, I never figured it out. I pitched for the salesman's team of the Johnson Company back in Racine, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Been a big help to me ever since, too. Oh, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, Molly. You, <laughs> you shouldn't have asked that. Why not? Why, that's the same as giving Lillian a handful of hay to keep for you overnight. 
about it. It's too late now. Why, Mr. Wilcox, did your baseball experience help you later on? <laughs> well, I'm still on the home team, you know. Still in there pitching. Oh, telling housewives they'll never get to first base with old-fashioned methods of rubbing and scrubbing linoleum. See what I meant, Molly? Yeah. Why, a short stop at your dealer's for a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat will result in a home run with efficiency and economy. You can just see Pop fly home to get a look at that oh. gorgeous kitchen floor. <laughs> Gleaming like a diamond. With no rubbing and no buffing, you'll get your innings with more outings. Because Glowcoat saves you so much time and energy. Pitch your old mop tail out the window, girls, and get some Johnson's Glowcoat right off the bat. Listen to old Gabby Hartnett Wilcox. <laughs> All the baseball he ever played was for a handful of salesmen. <laughs> Didn't you ever try the big leagues, Mr. Wilcox? Yes, once, but I quit after one season. What for? Well, the club started playing night games, and I never was one to play around in nightclubs. Well, I'll see you later. Say, why didn't you ask him what he could do towards getting us into the game this afternoon, McGee? Uh, he hasn't got any drag, except with housewives. <laughs> if I wanted a piece of sponge cake or something, I'd go to him. But for ball games and stuff, we got to contact the sporting element. Now, let me see. I think a better way for us... Uh-oh. Come in. Oh, hello, Mayor Latrivia. Hi, Latrivia. I'm glad you are in. <laughs> Good day, Mr. McGee. Oh, why are you glad, McGee? I wanted to talk to you about the ball game. You see, well, I... Thought I'm on my way out there very shortly, and oh. it's getting so much warmer. I wondered if you'd mind if I left my top coat here. I don't like to leave it in my car. Oh, of course, Mr. Mayor. Are you a baseball fan? Oh, not much, I'm afraid. The last game I saw in Chicago in about 1919. I remember that because it was my birthday, June 17th. Ah, uh, June 17th, 1919. Then you saw Frankie Frick. I did? <laughs> of course you did. That was his first major league game. McGraw sent him in in the ninth inning to bat for Hal Kane against Grover Cleveland Alexander. Pasford was playing center field for Chicago. Good heavens, woman. How do you remember all that? Why, everybody knows that. Ain't she wonderful, the trivia? Who won the World Series in 1912, Molly? Boston. Boston four games, New York three games, one tie game. <laughs> Amazing. It's no such a thing, really. <laughs> I just take an interest in the game at all. Didn't you ever play baseball in college, you said? No, I was a morning time for mental work, indeed. You see, I specialized in lists. In what? A list. You were? All the time? <laughs> were what? Lit. Of course not. Lit is merely the abbreviation for literature. Just the same. I should think you'd have to have a clear head for that kind of work. I did. Well, how could you? Lit all the time. I was not lit all the time. I was a very obtenious young man. Well, I should think you would be with all those professors around. I'd be trying to have a few Catch on. Catch on to what? You know, you being lit. <laughs> I tell you that lit stands for literature. Yes, but the literary guys stand for you being lit. Can't you get it through your head, Martinez? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What was that for? I promised myself. Next time we got into one of these things, I told myself I would not give way to anger. Besides, I have a mission to perform this afternoon. I wish to present as cheerful a face as public to the public. I mean, I wish to present as cheerful... What's the mission, Mr. Mayor? As mayor, I have to throw out the first ball. I thought you never played baseball. That's correct. I never did. You know how to throw, Mr. Latrivia? Oh, I fancy I shall make out all right, Mrs. McGee. One just raises one's arm like this. And no, 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 no. Look, Latrivia. Stand sideways like this. Then wind up a little. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, McGee, where are you going? I'm going to find my baseball and catcher's mitt. 
And I'm going to take Latrivia out in the backyard and show him how to toss the baseball. I ain't going to have our mayor disgrace himself out there at the ballpark. Oh, really, McGill? Well, this is very decent of you, I'm sure. Not at all, not at all. We ought to whistle business. Did you find your ball, dearie? No, but I think I know right where it is. Where? Right here in the hall closet. Don't things accumulate fast? <laughs> the King's Men and Blues in the Night. My mammy done told me when I was in knee pad. My mammy done told me. Oh, a woman of sweet talk and give you the big eyes. But when that sweet talk is done, a woman's a two-faced, a worrisome thing who leave you to sing the blues in the night. I'm sorry, Latrivia. This is the only mitt I got. <laughs> anyway, a politician who can't close his hand might be a very good thing. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Here she comes. McGee, now you can throw better than that. You didn't come anywhere near him. He's had to shag every one of those throws. I know, I know. I'm limbering him up. Yeah. Oh, look, McGee. There's Uncle Dennis upstairs in the window. He's been watching you and the mayor. Yeah, look at him, licking his chops. 
What's that for? Those last three, La Trivia Toss, were highball. <laughs> okay, La Trivia, let me have another one now. And remember what I've been telling you. Wind up. Uh, like this? Yeah. Only don't raise your hand like you were going to slap somebody's sassy face. Swing your arm out more to the side. Well, I'll try it again. I'm just better tired. Oh, come on now, Mr. Mayor. Right over the plate. What plate? Never mind, never mind. Just throw it, Latrivia. And remember the instructions. Wind up, throw your left leg up for balance, bring your arm way back, and then kind of push the ball at me. Ready? Ready. Ah, that's much better, Latrivia. Much better. You can put your left leg down again now. <laughs> Here it comes. Say, he catches pretty good, McGee, considering he does it with his eyes shut. Now I ain't through with him yet. Okay, Mr. Dis. Ready? I'd like to rest No, no, no. Keep swinging that arm. You don't want to get cooled off. Come on now, try it again. Well, you ready, McGee? Shoot the spear to me, dear. Now, that was very good. It was, really? Yes, it was, Latrivia. I only had to run seven or eight feet for that one. At least you'll be able to keep the ball in the ballpark. Now, let's try it another 15 or 20 minutes, and then I think Oh, we'll be... look, McGee. Huh? Here comes Mr. Wimple. Maybe you'd better rest a few minutes, Mr. Mayor. Oh, thank you. Good heavens, I hadn't realized that baseball is such a strenuous game. I'm just about... Oh, oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, Kate. <laughs> Want to play a little ball with us for a while, Lynn? Oh, no, thank you. I really had all the baseball I wanted yesterday. Who <laughs> you think his brother was over at our house, and they were playing catch with you. Oh, did you use a hard ball like this one, Mr. Wimple? Oh, they didn't use the ball. They were playing catch with me. Heavenly <laughs> days, that must have been fairly rough, Mr. Wimple. I didn't mind, Mr. McGee. But when Cyrus... That's who the case is done. When Cyrus suggested that you get a bat and knock a few flies to see the case to touch, I just ran like the dickens. You ever meet Sweetie Face, Felicity? No, I don't believe I ever have. I don't believe she goes out much. Uh, does she, Mr. Wimple? Oh, yes, quite a bit. In fact, Sweetie Face loves to get out and mangle with people. <laughs> You mean mingle. Oh, I do, do I? <laughs> <clears throat> this, uh, this wife of yours must be quite a character, Mr. Wimble. She really is, Mr. Mayor. Oh, now, let's not all talk about her like that. She isn't so bad. She really feels terrible after she treats me badly. She does? Oh, yes, indeed. Why, just this morning, she was down on her knees to me, just begging. Oh, not really. Really, Mrs. McGee? Down on her knees with a flat iron, just begging me to come out from under the house. <laughs> I won't interrupt you any longer. I have to be getting down to jail. Jail? What you going to jail for, Wimp? I'm going to be locked up. I called him and told him I was coming. Oh, but what on earth did you do? Mm, I just plugged Susie Face with a baseball bat. Good heavens, man. Did you hurt her? No, that's why I want to be locked up. Well, uh, shall we go on with the lessons, Mr. Latrivia? Uh, 
I'd rather not, if you don't mind, though I really do appreciate this, McGee. It was, it was very sporting of you. Oh, not at all, Mr. Mayor. Here, now. Here's your coat. Oh, thank you. I... No, no, no. Oh, what's the matter with it? My right arm. I can't raise it up. Oh, <laughs> it's just a little stiff, Mr. Mayor. Try again. Here, I'll hold the sleeve of your coat for you. Now. Oh, no, no. Oh. No, no, it's no use, Mr. McGee. I can't lift that arm any. McGee? Huh? I can't go. I'm too lame. I'm sore all over my arm, my leg. I've got to get to a doctor. Will you do something for me? What is it, Mr. Mayor? Why, just name it, Lucidia. I'll do anything on account of... I feel kind of responsible for this. I hate to ask you to do this. Will you represent me at the game today and throw out the first ball? Oh, now, gee whiz. Just because I'm president of the Chamber of Commerce, you... Well, all right. I'll do it. You got a pass to the ballpark or something? Yes, yes. It's right here in my... Oh, <laughs> You get it. I already got the trivia, and it's for a whole box, I see, so I'll take mine. Yes, yes, yes. Take it. Take anybody. Yeah. Now, help me out to my car, will you? I don't believe I can walk uh, alone. I'm sorry, Mr. Trivia. I ain't got time now. I just got time to get out to the ballpark. Come on, Molly. Let's hurry. But McGee, poor man, a trivia. No, go, go, go on, Mrs. McGee. I'll be all right. Yeah, come on, Molly. But take McGee. It. You wanted to get out to the ball game, didn't you? I told you I'd get you in, didn't I? Well, come on. Go on, Mr. Trivia. Take it easy. No. <laughs> Last time you were in the kitchen, did you happen to notice the floor? Was it clean and sparkling and cheerful, or was it a little on the dull and gloomy side? You know, it's so easy to take care of your linoleum floors with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. It's as simple as this. Just apply and let dry. Glow coat polishes itself while it's drying without any rubbing or buffing. And did you know that linoleum protected regularly with glow coat will last five to ten times longer than if it's unprotected? With all of us looking for opportunities to save and ways to take better care of our things, it's good judgment to protect all linoleum surfaces with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Be sure to get the original and genuine glow coat. Join the game, Molly? Oh, I certainly am, McGee. But you know I keep worrying about Mayor Latrivia. Ah, oh, he's all right. I know now why you spend all that time teaching him how to throw a ball underhanded. Overhand. It was underhand. It... <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Well, I thought you would because... Here it comes, Johnny. He's throwing it out of the park. No. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for the home and industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. This is Chicago WMAQ.